in our culture today, we are knowledge rich and wisdom poor. I mean, if you think about it, we have what other people would, what people before us would consider supercomputers in our pockets. Like you think about, you think about the library of Alexandria, which is said to be one of the greatest marvels in human history that contained most of all of the scholarly work that had been done before. I mean, people would travel hundreds of miles, if not thousands of miles to go there to spend a few days reading some of the work to be able to gain information. And you and I in 2021, almost 2022 right now, have these supercomputers in our pockets that we can pull out and pull up any bit of data that we want at any point in time. We are rich with information, but that information is almost so overwhelming that it has dumbed us down from being wise with it. Mm. We have not grown in wisdom, even though we've grown in knowledge. I'm going to do something extremely uncharacteristic for me. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> May I have your guys's permission to rap? No. Good. Here I go. If I'd like to Christmas. spit a little bit of wisdom and give some of it to the citizens of his invisible, indivisible kingdom to bring some understanding of the standing of the saints who stand in his hand and faint not because they've got the spirit of the God who's forever filled them. Ooh. Is that Shania Twain? <laughs> <laughs> that was boy george oh okay wait no applause that was good it's that Mark was really I good hate rap with a passion i, I, I love I you easy that. and you're the best rapper in the world but i'm not a big fan of ramp no applause no, no cheers don't think about it as rap it's more like a spoken word it's packed poetry it's very nice listen, it look, listen listen to oscar listen to a man who almost just got killed by a ken and barbie vest that mark had on the ground <laughs> mark i love your ken and barbie vest my wife bought that for me before she died. Thank you. <laughs> That's an utter lie. She died by me. I didn't say she died. I said before she died. Oh, before <laughs> she died. That's true. Oh, that's really funny. Now, guys, please, back to my rap. Um, oh. We're talking about wisdom today. Then why'd you rap? Because it was full of it. I'd like to spit a little bit of wisdom and give some of it to the Talk citizens properly, of his invisible, <laughs> indivisible kingdom. Um, you know who needs to do more spoken word is your daughter. I was absolutely floored, Julia, when Julia did that spoken oh, word at the at wedding, summer's wedding. Oh, yeah! I, I could not believe somebody actually created that. Yeah, there wasn't you know a what? person in their seat, man. Everyone was standing and cheering after that. You that know what was, was really beautiful cool. about that is I had no idea she was going to do it. And in fact, when she said it, I thought she was joking. And then she drops this, and she did it from memory. We should drop it in here and let people listen to it. Oh, it was it's good. so good. Yeah, she, she is, you know, she walked into the room one day and read us a poem. And as Rachel and I sat there in a puddle of tears, as she was, I think, 16, I'm like, okay, the student has definitely exceeded her teacher. Uh, seriously, I mean, I've been writing poetry all my life. I, I've worked with her and helped her to learn how to write. But it was a moment where I realized I cannot write like that. She's brilliant. I mean, is recently, it on YouTube or anywhere? Is it anywhere where people can find it? Is it recorded from the uh, wedding? Yeah, yeah, we have it. Well, the the wedding video of Summer's wedding, the like highlight video, the seven minute video, that's on YouTube on our YouTube channel. It is. But not the spoken word of Julia. The whole thing. She, there's like a line she does in there or something. But we need to. Yeah, she had a line at the end about sunglasses and um, yeah. sun shining. Summer. Yeah. It's summer twenty four. Summer twenty four hours a day. Summer, like, it was so good. 
Yeah, she says something like, the best of friends, Matthias, get some sunglasses, because this summer never ends, or yeah. something like that, yeah. Your daughter's name is Summer. Yeah, my daughter's name is Summer, yeah. so anyway. Uh, yeah, but uh, guys, today we're talking about wisdom, that's why I started with that beautiful rap. It's crazy, I have these raps I wrote ages ago. They stick with you? And then they just pop into my mind suddenly. So you want a contrast between wisdom and rap, that's what you're trying <laughs> that's to do. what it yes, is. Yes, the springboard. To show you the contrast. Anyway, I love that rap. I don't care what you guys think. I'm humble. I'm humble. So wisdom. Guys, we've touched on different aspects of wisdom at different times over the course of the podcast. But today, I want to kind of dive deep into the practicals of wisdom. Of course, we've talked about the fear of God in one of our podcasts, which is the beginning of wisdom, Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But I want to kind of talk about the outworking of wisdom in our day-to-day lives, how important it is, what it is and how we can apply it. And is wisdom more than just applied knowledge, right? I mean, if two people are sitting on the edge of a cliff, wisdom would say, don't go too close to that cliff, all right? You both have the knowledge not to do that, Mm. but the one who's wise won't go anywhere near the edge of that cliff. How would you define wisdom? Ooh, Mark, you just brought back to mind something that I love, one of my favorite quotes, I'd forgotten it. But it says, knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to use it in a fruit salad. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Ray, you're looking out into the distance like I'm a big fat buffoon. <laughs> what are you doing? I just found a dead end sign. I just wanted to show it to you next time you rap. That's <laughs> an old picture on my iPad. Yeah, wisdom is the principal thing. I absolutely love Proverbs, and they've saved me a lot of pain. Mm. A wise man will listen before he gives an answer. I, I'm the sort of guy, if I didn't have the wisdom of God, I'd answer a question before I heard in this, another one. It says, uh, a man who interferes with another person's argument is like a man who grabs both dogs by his ears. Ooh. And as a Christian, I think, if two guys are fighting, should I try and stop it? Should I be a peacemaker? No, you're going to get shot or stabbed. Just stand back. Call the police, but don't get involved. When There's, there's a police officer that just died in uh, – Christian guy in Texas. He was called to a domestic dispute. And that's grabbing. I wouldn't go to a domestic dispute if I was a police officer. They give me a bank robbery or something because you're going to get killed with a domestic Those dispute. Those are the times when you hear most yeah. police officers get, yeah. get hurt or, or shot. It's the know? grabbing dog by both ears. The husband's just fuming. He's got a gun in his hand. Don't you get him? And it's all over. And I saw the, the teenage girl, lovely Christian girl, Weeping at the funeral, she was waiting for a father to come home. He'll never come home again. And, and she said, mm. and it's all on video, she said, but there's one thing I really want to do more than anything else. I want to get the guy that killed my father and tell him about Jesus. Whoa. Yeah. Have you seen that video? No. Oh, man, it'll bring yeah, tears to your eyes. Very, very Police very officer's daughter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming up on uh, a YouTube channel. It's me chills. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Wisdom is, Ray, I'm sure you can attest to this, wisdom is knowing when not to shave your beard, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an enemy of wisdom. It's, it's impetuosity, if there's such a word, but impetuousness. impetuousness yeah. Impetuosity or whatever. I'm a bit of an impetuous person. I get out of the boat and run to Jesus walking on water without thinking of consequences. You don't think of consequences. I say no, this to you all the time. I don't, you don't think, think of consequences. consequences. It's like when you're, when you're chasing a fly in the house. Yeah, I've you always will destroy been your entire home like I've, a dog. Yeah, that's exactly like my dog. But it's like my dad. <laughs> I remember one incident where I said to my dad, "You're sitting at a chair." I says, "I threw some stuff off the roof, off the, the garage, some tiling off the roof." He says, "It's not through 
It's through. You what? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to correct you. Did you say through? Yeah, I did. I threw. But yeah, my whole life Why has did been... you do that, Ray? Why would you throw tiles off your roof? Because I was sitting there and I just wanted something to do. I just don't think of consequences. <laughs> that is why Ray Comfort is such a successful evangelist. He just does it. He just... Mark asked a really good question, though, which is we have to define wisdom. Yeah. Uh, that's an important starting point in that regard, Mm. Uh, because wisdom is not knowledge, right? Knowledge is information or it's moral. It's moral information or it's information information. But some decisions, actually, I would say that most decisions that we make in life require some information, but it requires quite a bit of wisdom. Should I or should should I not take that job? Should I or should not I not marry this person? Should I or should I not confront this person? If I should confront this person, how should I confront this person? These these are things that wisdom can guide us to make better decisions. It's insight. And I'd like to say that in our culture today, we are knowledge rich and wisdom poor. I mean, if you think about it, we have so true. what other people would, what people before us would consider supercomputers in our pockets. Like you think about, you think about the Library of Alexandria, which is said to be one of the greatest marvels in human history that contained most of all of the scholarly work that had been done before. I mean, people would travel hundreds of miles, if not thousands of miles to go there to spend a few days reading some of the work to be able to gain information. And you and I in 2021, almost 2022 right now, have these supercomputers in our pockets that we can pull out and pull up any bit of data that we want at any point in time. We are rich with information, but that information is almost so overwhelming that it is dumbed us down from being wise with it. Mm. We have not grown in wisdom, even though we've grown in knowledge. Wow. Boy, that is so true. I, I don't think we can describe it. Remember that thing I sent you back in the 1950s and now? And, oh, oh, that was, was awesome. very, very yeah. powerful. It's a hard thing to describe, but it shows how dumb we are as a society, how we've lost something with all our puffed up knowledge. It's just a I've lack of wisdom. I've never seen so much foolishness in the face of so much knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And I love this quote. And by the way, Oscar, I hope you've repented of burning down the, the library at Alexandria. <laughs> I was uh, Vance Havner, if you lack knowledge, go to school. If you lack wisdom, get on your knees. Mm. Knowledge is not wisdom. Wisdom is the proper use of knowledge. Wow. That's really good. Get on your knees. You know, honestly, how often do we find ourselves praying for what God says he gives liberally, generously, and without reproach, right? And I'm talking, of course, about James 1, 5 through 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. I mean, this is like carte blanche, right? It's an open, unlimited access to what we need most in life. You think of Solomon. That's Fort Knox with a door open. Oh, right. I mean, you think of Solomon, of all the things that he could have asked for, he asked for, for really what was the wisest thing to ask for, and that's wisdom. Well, God, he could I, have asked for another wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 1,001 on top of the 700 wives, 300 concubines. But I'm just saying that you could see by God's response how so right that was. And then he gave Solomon not just wisdom, but everything else that he didn't ask for. And so God is saying, hey, if you lack it, and we all do, God ask. says, hey. 
Do. Hey. He did when he said modern vernacular. Ho would ho everyone that thirsts. God says, oh, I think it's uh, Psalm 78. Oh, that they had such a heart in them. Anyway, but we were called to ask in faith without any doubting, right? But to think that God wants to lavish us with wisdom. Ray, isn't that one of your daily prayers? Don't you constantly? It's not just daily. It's it's every Every time I pray, it's just I'm crying out for wisdom. And it's it's not, as I said, not wisdom for for power or money but or fame. It's wisdom to reach the lost. Mm. That's what we need. Amen. I have a friend that every time he feels that sexual temptation, he counteracts it and prays for wisdom. He prays a lot for wisdom. So he's always praying for wisdom because he always has the temp- this temptation. Wow. You know, counteract it. Um, you, you knew a man? Is that what you're saying? I knew a man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the wisdom of God is not hidden from us. It's hidden for us. Oftentimes we come across somebody who says, you're just so smart in that area, I can never know what you know, or you're left scratching your head because somebody's able to do something you're not able to do, or we think of sports athletes who it seems like all of their ability is natural. But in reality, there's a lot of hard work associated with a lot of the natural things that we see. But when it comes to the spiritual realm, it could just very well be just an answer to prayer, that somebody just simply asked God for wisdom in the midst of a situation. I see it with my physical blood brothers a lot when we would interact, and I would do something and go, wow, you know, that that was... That was a really good decision. And in reality, it was just a response that I had to what God has given to me, that God gave me wisdom when I went to him in prayer. And we often will pray, God, give me wisdom like that of the learned or that of my teachers, that I could be able to respond in any and every situation. Even a fool is considered wise if he is just silent. Mm -hmm. You know, just be slow in the midst of That's a situation. That's why I don't say much in this podcast. You're wise. <laughs> you know, I was wondering, you know, when you read Proverbs, the opening Proverbs, it's got this loose woman crying out to use, to come to me, come and lie with me. And then we've got wisdom crying out. And it seems the cry of wisdom, which is a female, which is interesting, mm-hmm. is the all of humanity. And I'm wondering if the scriptures aren't saying that inherent within every human being is wisdom, wisdom that's can be tapped upon wisdom that's part of the construct of the conscience because every human being has a conscience that knowledge of right and wrong, that the work of the law written upon the heart, love your neighbor as yourself, don't lie, don't steal, don't covet. It's all there if we just tap into it and draw on it. It's not even talking about the godly but just the whole of humanity and that we're unique, made in the image of God. Mm. Hey, listener, have you ever imagined yourself having a box of goodies for you to give away to every friend, loved one, non-believer that crosses your path? Well, now you can get one. That's because Living Waters is giving away 10 free boxes of goodies every single week. That's eight in the USA and two overseas. And this is being made possible by a faithful partner of ours that has given us funds to make these resources available to you for free. Each of these boxes has a hundred dollars. That's right, $100 worth of tracks, books, and even your very own podcast mug. Go to livingwaters.com forward slash podcast, fill out the form, and then listen to the end of the episodes where we will be announcing our winners. Livingwaters.com forward slash podcast. Good luck. 
Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Ray. And I think that when we see a darkening of wisdom, what we're seeing really a Romans 1 dynamic. We're seeing a, a giving over of those that suppress the truth and unrighteousness, which leads to wisdom. We see the unfolding of the wrath of God because of that. And honestly, you ask most young people today walking around with two sewage pipes connected hmm. to the, either side of their heads, their earphones or whatever, listening to trash and viewing filth all day long, almost like in a hypnotized state, walking around like zombies. You ask most of them, hey, tell me about wisdom. I wouldn't be surprised if most of them think wisdom is just the name of a tooth. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> no clue as to the depths of what wisdom is and what it does. I mean, don't you guys see that? Like, this generation is becoming more and more dumbed down? You just have to watch the opening of 180 with all those kids not knowing who Hitler was. Not knowing who Hitler yeah. is. Brett McCracken read a book, wrote a book that came out last year. He probably the, read a book as well. He probably so read one or two. Called The Wisdom Pyramid. I think I've made a reference to it before. But honestly, in 2021, it was easily one of the top five most impactful books that I have read. And in it, he says this, which brings us to your point easy without god as an ultimate standard of truth all we have are truths plural as interpreted by individuals to each their own you do you it's no wonder we are now confused as we are do away with god and you do away with the truth Whoa. and man he couldn't be more more accurate in in one sense god gives through his common grace, all of us, a little bit of wisdom. But ultimately, how we have more wisdom is by going to the Lord. And I just want to read Job 28, because this is something that Job was wrestling with. And here's here's what Job 28 says. Man puts is this his, the whole chapter? Yes, the entire thing. <laughs> Man puts his hand to the flinty rock and overturns mountains by the roots. He cuts out channels in the rocks and his eyes sees every precious thing. He dams up the streams so that they do not trickle and the things that is hidden, he brings out to light. But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its worth and it is not found in the land of the living. The deep says it is not in me and the sea says it is not with me. It cannot be bought for gold and silver cannot be weighed as it's priced. And here we go. From where then does wisdom come and where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all the living and concealed from the birds of the air. Abaddon and death say, we have heard a rumor of it with our ears. God understands the way of it and he knows its place for he looks to the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he gave the wind its weight and apportioned the waters by measure, when he made a decree for the rain and a way for the lightning of the thunder, then he saw it and he declared it. He established it. He searched it out. And he said to man, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Hmm. And to turn away from evil is understanding. Love that Job is like, we can find gold, we can create things, we can build amazing things, we can understand our world better, but you can't even buy wisdom. Oh. You can't find <laughs> wisdom only in the fear of the wow. Lord. Boy, don't you want to scream out to this world what we've got in Christ, what we've got in the Bible, what, what a treasure the Word is? So true, Ray. I want, I want to scream out to the world, like, how can you even fathom that something like this could be the byproduct of 
man's mind apart from the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's just so, and our spirit bears witness. This yeah. is God's word, you know. Speaking of Job, Job 26, 14, Lo, these are parts of his ways, but how little a portion have heard of, has heard of him. In my home city of Christchurch, New Zealand, there's the, a museum. It was about half a mile from back where I used to preach. And it had in, in carved in rock those words as you go into the museum. Lo, these are parts of his ways, but how little a portion has heard of him. And I'm so pleased they carved it in rock because it would have been gone by now if it just been a... Because oh. man is just so blind and yeah. he won't give God glory and won't listen to his word. And it's, it's grievous. Let me tell you guys, in my estimation, what I think is one of the best examples of knowledge without wisdom. This is something that's recently come to my mind. I've been radically intrigued lately with AI, artificial intelligence. I've been watching video after video on artificial intelligence. I cannot believe what they're doing. Now, we've seen robots and we, we've seen them do different things, you know. And, and Artificial intelligence, you guys, is beyond. It's really scary. I mean, I don't know if you guys, if you guys know, but Elon Musk has been sounding the alarm like of his utter terror about AI and where it can really go. Mm. Because they're teaching these machines, these machines are learning to yeah. think and reason almost. I mean, it's it's crazy. I, I can't even believe the stuff I'm coming across. But I was watching one video and they were talking about AI and what man is doing and how he's developing, teaching these machines to think and reason, whatever. And then they go into how Oh, man evolved and got this new trait to be able to think and reason. I'm thinking you're sitting there and you are, you're talking about how amazing it is that man is making these machines that can think and learn and they'll be able to do more than man does on so many fronts. And then you go back to, oh, but man was a, a product of random chance. That's <laughs> so stupid. It is. It's worse than stupid. We've got to find a better <gasps> word for stupid just to describe that. You know, some of these, the B movies that came out in the 1960s are, are turning out to be prophetic. They're just real cheap horror movies about, you know, robots taking over and all that. Yeah. Do, have you heard of The Night of the Triffids? The what? Night of the Triffids. You're making it is up. Is it your accent or is that just a no, word you no, made up? No, no, it was a movie where these plants came out of the laboratory and took over the world. <laughs> laboratory? They started marching. Labor- laboratory? L- laboratory? Laboratory. I don't know what it was. Anyway, they came out and it was just a laugh film, but it could happen. Uh, plants? Plants. <laughs> <laughs> is that a New Zealand produced movie? Right? No, it was famous. Night of the Triffids. Everyone is just amening and saying, yes, it's listening to us. You guys are just whipp- <laughs> whippersnappers that just don't know anything about history. But yeah, you think of the, what's the Venus flytrap? Oh, what yeah. an incredible picture that is of sin. And how mm. it works and how it's got this little sweet smell for the, for the fly or the spider and how it, it waits, I think, was it eight seconds before it snaps? Yeah. You know why it waits eight seconds? Why? So it won't snap on a raindrop or a dewdrop. Oh, yeah. God's designed it, it. As long as there's still motion. Yeah, because yeah, if there if the, the had to be still motion, because if every, every time there was a drop of dew, or it would close. But no, it waits for eight seconds for that animal wow. that's in there to snap, and that's like sin. We've got a, a moment of time to get out of it. You've got Bathsheba there, sweet aroma. You've got time to turn around and get out of that flight trail. Wow. Mm. I remember watching a video once of this fish that actually shoots water out at bugs from under the water. It'll, it'll see like a bug sitting in a plant near the water and it'll, it'll shoot and it'll drop and then eat it, you know? That's Just, my son when we're at the pool with his squirt gun. He's always shooting us. That's yeah, him. That's him. <laughs> He's evolved. You know, we start talking about wisdom. Richard Strauss, bear with me for just a moment. He said, wisdom can be none other than the eternal son of God. 
The Apostle Paul calls him the wisdom of God in 1 Corinthians 1.24. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, Colossians 2.3. So if you want to get to know the God of wisdom, study the life of Jesus Christ. And what do we see, right? When we look at Jesus as a boy at Luke 2.52, he kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. When he began his public ministry, he taught with such penetrating perception and amazing authority that people asked in Matthew 13, 54, where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? He confronted the hypocritical scribes and Pharisees with such crisp thinking that he could not answer him in Matthew twenty two forty six, 46. They couldn't answer him because of his wisdom. They had the finest theological minds of the day, but their mouths were stopped before the wisdom of Jesus Christ. God gave the world the most complete and comprehensive demonstration of his wisdom possible when he sent his son to the earth. Amen. What a beautiful picture of wisdom on display. The greatest picture that Jesus, that, that the Father ever painted in wisdom is in the Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow. I like the way you gave those Bible verses as you were speaking, the references. You remind me of Jack Van Impey. Remember him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here's one thing, too, I think we sometimes forget, and that's our calling to vigorously pursue wisdom. Yes. So Proverbs 2, 1 through 6, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And what does that practically look like? Yeah, that's a great question. In Wisdom Pyramid, Brett maps out what that looks like. And one of the things that he points out is that we are we are almost in this moment doing it in reverse order. So you think about like anytime we want to have wisdom over something, whether it's culture or politics or a new circumstance or situation that's arising, we want to understand how to think through that. What do we do? We go to social media first. That's what we normally do. We're like, oh, what does... What does my favorite pastor think of this? Let me let him think for me. Or we go to the internet. We start Google searching or Wikipediaing information to try to gain information, right? And then maybe some of the us might read a book on it. But one of the things that he points out is to grow in wisdom, we have to reverse this order. And first and foremost, we have to start with the scriptures. Mm -hmm. There's where we gain wisdom. And then from there, we go to the church, tested in true theology throughout history, and spending time with people who also love the word, because again, they point us back to the word yeah. and then nature and beauty and then books and then the internet and then maybe social media, but we are doing it in reverse. Our natural order is thinking that we're going to grow in wisdom by asking, you know, going to YouTube and finding whoever said whatever about something and then going from there. And it's a reverse order. It's not making us wise. I think the word needs to be looked at closely. Wise, dumb. Wisdom. Actually, hey. I just made that up. What Look a dumb that. Wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we can edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> so the most practical way, Oscar, the most practical way that God gives wisdom, because he doesn't do it through osmosis. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not this... We don't sit and chant inside of a room, and then all of a sudden we have the right thing to do. The most practical way that God gives wisdom is as we go through the Word, and the Word goes through us, we will innately know what to do. We, ex we accept that. We receive that by faith. And this also to the point is we're able to pray in almost any portion of Scripture. 
right? And it doesn't really matter what it is. We can pray. We read a, a, a text where Judas went and hung himself at the Valley of Hinnon, and we go, Lord, I pray that if me or people that I'm around are ever at that in that valley of despair, that I'll have the words to say to them, or I will realize that you're bigger than my moment, mm. right? That we can pray in anything and everything. And if you, and oftentimes people go, well, I don't know what to pray. Well, pray in the word. As you're reading, pray it in. Mm-hmm. Let, let me have the faith that you talk about in, uh, in the book of James, yeah. that I don't doubt when I ask for uh, wisdom. I don't want to be double-minded. I don't want to be tossed to and fro. God, help me that when I come to you, I have full assurance and I have confidence that what I'm asking, you are hearing, that I have the bent ear of God, and you are excited to respond in the affirmative, the things that I'm asking, because I am praying according to your will, which is found in your word. Yeah. Yeah, his word, that's really the key and the foundation. Kenneth Boa, he, he used to own a constrictor. He said, wisdom. <laughs> that was like your best dad joke. Yes. <laughs> quickly you moved on. Uh, from it wisdom is skill in the art of living life with each component under the dominion of God. Wisdom includes the ability to use the best means at the best time to accomplish the best ends. It is not merely a matter of information or knowledge, but of skillful and practical application of the truth to the ordinary, of the truth to the ordinary. And we don't want to download God's Word in our hearts and minds because it takes work and it takes effort, and we would much rather do many other things, and we have the enemy of our souls that wants to do everything possible to keep us from the wisdom of God's Word. But it's through downloading God's Word that we have the truth to be able to make the right decisions at the right time in the right way. What a great title for a book, Download. Download. You know? Ooh. God's Word. Here we go. Because it's that's what you're going to do. Have it written by lunch. Your word have I written in my heart and I might not sin against you. <laughs> yeah. You know, sorry, carry on. He's no, going no. to change this up. No, again. no, no. Go ahead. The beginning of a tent contention is one who lets out water. You familiar with that proverb? Oh, yeah. It's so ministered to me because sometimes you tend to want to interfere and say something, and what happens is it escalates. You say to your neighbor, I don't like your barking dog, and you don't say it with grace, and suddenly the whole thing escalates. And it really is like letting water out. We had a, a leak at the ministry. Yes. Just Thank one, you, Lord. One leak in the whole ministry has been refurbished. <laughs> remodeled the whole but you really ministry. can't stop a leak. It's just it's, it's just going to come through, and that's yeah. what they're going to So it's this layoff contention. The other one, whoever keeps his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Mm-hmm. Talk a lot, you're going to end up in, in trouble. And so it's good to learn how to bite your tongue. Is there anything about shaving a beard when you shouldn't have? Yeah, <laughs> We're not going to let it go. Comfort, it's coming through. Until it's uh, fully back. It, making me realize there's also, you know, with knowledge comes pride and boastfulness, yes. but with wisdom comes humility and gentleness and patience. All of the verses that you you're mean referencing. Wisdom is from above. Wisdom from the above, right. That's exactly right. It comes with humility. Maybe because we begin to realize how little we actually know. Yes. Right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of the end. The more I see God, the more I'm able to understand myself. And the more I understand myself, the more humble I am, the more I realize I know very little. Yeah, and James speaks to this, James 3, 13 through 18, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, 
demonic. Interesting, isn't it? That there's a brand of wisdom that has a demonic element to it. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. I mean, how beautiful is that? Again, our hearts bear witness. This is not man's words. These are too deep to be invented by man. This is the wisdom from above. Yeah, that's good. It's it's so powerful. And John MacArthur said, wise speaks not of one who merely knows some fact, but of one who is skilled in the art of godly living. He submits to scripture and knows how to apply it to his circumstances. Easy, I love your, oh, that you just said before, and it's biblical. Oh, the depth of the mm. wisdom of God and mm. the knowledge of God is so many. There's quite a few scriptures that begin with, oh, because there's no words to describe yeah. what we're trying to describe. I thought that was always God just trying to get my attention because my name starts with O. Oh, Oscario oh. <laughs> <laughs> Novario. You know, one aspect I want you guys to touch on real quick of wisdom that I think is so important, and that's Psalm 90, verse 12. Think about it. Yes, yes. Fantastic. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I heard somebody interpret that, that in light of your death, make sure your days count. Ooh, I love that. Mark, you talk about the dash a lot. You have a message called the dash, I think. Don't waste your dash. Don't waste your dash. Yeah. So touch on that in light of how that ties into wisdom. Because he's saying here, teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. There's something about recognizing our mortality. Yeah, we, we count birthdays in light of years. But if we read scripture and to be scripturally accurate, we should count our days. How old are you when it comes to days? Mm. I don't know how how many days I am. You know, I tell my kids all the time, you know, let no one despise you in your youth. Or are you doing anything that would cause somebody to despise you in your youth? You need to take inventory. That dash, don't waste your dash. That's that little line, that little hyphen between the day you were born and the day that you die. And we don't know when that day is going to happen. But I remember being up inside of a uh, cemetery in Northern California in Eureka. And I came across a tombstone that had an interesting number on the tombstone. Nothing else was really written. I couldn't even make out the name of who was on there. But the number was this. It was 03201972. And I'll never forget it. 03201972. And this was the number, the date in which this person had died, March 20th, 1972. That was the day I was born. And I remember thinking to myself, does anybody have any idea who this person was? The person, when they passed from time on into eternity, God brought me onto this planet with a purpose and with a plan to walk in the work which he's prepared beforehand. And I remember thinking, you know, God, I'll go anywhere as long as it's forward. I'll do whatever you want me to do as long as you're in it. And I want to encourage my kids and the people that I rub elbows with to make sure your life counts. In light of eternity, everything we do today will echo and reverberate forever, forever. What we did this morning was so important that we exchange a moment of eternity for it, never to get it back, never to change it. So let's not dwell upon it, but let's learn from it. Let's move forward. And that's the whole idea of that teaching. Don't waste your dash. I've also called it a father's final farewell. If I knew I was going to die tomorrow, what would I share with my five kids today? It's the message that I would share, that I would preach. If I knew I was going to die tomorrow, I would share these words with my kids today. And it's available online somewhere. Can I just add to that real quick? Because you should remind me of something that I heard 
You guys know your, your grandparents' names, right? Your first name of your grandparents, both of them? Maybe. Well, our grandparents? Yeah, yeah your yeah. grandma and grandpa. Do yeah, you know yeah, their yeah. first name? Mm-hmm. Ray? Yeah, grandma. <laughs> How about your great-grandparents? My grandparents died before I, I don't even remember them. Okay. Do you know your great-grandparents' names? My great-grandparents literally right now would be probably 250 to 300. I mean, my dad were about to celebrate his 111th. Mm-hmm. My grandparents would probably be 150 right now or so. so. Do you know Do you know your great-grandparents' I don't. names? All I, know I don't know the far. names of all my cousins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know the great-great-grandparents' names? The point that I'm making here is that the vast majority of us do not know the first names of our ancestors from two generations ago. That's crazy. Which means your name will likely be forgotten in your own family just two generations Unless from now. Unless your name is Charles Spurgeon. That's right. <laughs> but the name that will not be forgotten is the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And what we do with our time, with our children, means that our great-great-grandchildren, maybe they won't know my name, but hopefully they'll know the Savior's name. Yeah. And furthermore, the people who we share the gospel with, they won't remember who I am, but by the grace of God, they'll know Jesus. Yeah, amen. Yeah, Mark, as you were talking about being at the cemetery, it reminded me of this really famous epitaph I've heard repeated time and again. Pause, stranger, as you pass me by, as you are now, so once was I. As I am now, so you shall be. So prepare for death and follow me. <laughs> Imagine walking by a tombstone and it says that, how powerful that is. But but that's the reality, you know. How many lies have you told would be another good thing for a tombstone to yell at? <laughs> <laughs> Think you're a good person? Yeah, it's huge. And that's why we live so foolishly, because we live for the now. We're deceived into thinking that, oh, I'm not going to die, or that I can't die soon. And that's why fights with our spouses are so stupid. That's why harboring bitterness is so dumb. Multiple. Um, besides your daughter, Rachel, uh, 37, And then I there's think. Brad County, the concubines. Yeah. Gee, you're, you're talking about life and death, and I was just talking yesterday with Janet Parshall about how the fact when I was a little kid, nine, ten-year-old, I was continually playing wars after 19 school. Nineteen-year-old? Yeah, nine-year-old. It's like 1849. Playing nine, wars ten. after school where I'd be shot, and I'd roll down a hill, lie there for 10 seconds and get up. And then you realize as you grow older, there's a bullet waiting for you and it, you're not going to get up. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I think the, that's the wiser thing, wisest thing you can realize. I, I can't remember the exact quote, but Denzel Washington said about the Egyptians, thought they could conquer death with their embalming and gold and that, mm-hmm. and all they got was robbers. Wow, that's good. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, and Proverbs sixteen sixteen. how much better to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. So they were chosen in there? Yeah. You know, it's a choice. Yeah, it is. And I think the more we recognize its value, because value impacts behavior, as Paul Tripp says, the, the more we're going to pursue it. I love this. This is by uh, Ken Hughes, not our Kent Hughes, but Ken Hughes. It says, A.T. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't follow that. <laughs> Just give us the quote. The Hughes brothers. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> He's trying hard, okay? This is Ken Hughes. Uh, A.T. Robertson. Hughes was was that? it Kent Hughes? Ken. I don't know why. I... Yeah. So anyway. who's Steve? Who's George? <laughs> Bosley. Do you know who Bosley is? <laughs> we won't get into that. A.T. Robertson, the towering genius of Greek grammar, calls wisdom the practical use of knowledge. F.J.A. Hort, 
in his painstaking commentary terms it the endowment of heart and mind, which is needed for right conduct and life. J.H. Ropes describes it as the supreme and divine quality of the soul, which man knows and practical righteousness. And Ralph Martin, in his recent study, states, for the Jewish mind, wisdom meant practical righteousness in everyday living. Did you run through that again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Ken Hughes, not Mark Ken Hughes, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful words. Either. So, and then, you know, think about what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 24 through 26, mm. where he talked about really the outworking. Wait, I'm going to pause here. Ray, what was that for? What is that? What are you it trying to project? It means that I'm so familiar with scripture. You just say the verse and I'm just, yeah. eat, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> you're I'm trying to act it. like you I'm, know. You just say John 3.16. Mm, mm. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> it has, that mm, has so much more power with just a mustache and no beard, mm. Ray, by the way. Mm. Matthew 7, 24 through 26. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a man who built his house on the rock mm. and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Mm. So wisdom comes into play here with not just knowing, right? But doing, doing God's word. And there are consequences for knowing it and not doing it. It's that you're gonna be like a person without a foundation mm. and you're gonna collapse when the storms of life. And I think it's very relevant what Jesus said because there are multitudes within the church who hear his words and do not do them. It's not even talking about the world. They don't hear the sayings of Jesus and don't do them. But the church, those that don't obey the gospel, Hear it and don't do it. And the other relevant thing about the whole little story that Jesus gave, parable, the storms come on the wise and the foolish. The whole of humanity comes come under storms, and those that are on the rock of the teachings of Jesus and obey them, they're the ones that hold. I have a question for you, Magnum P.I. <laughs> <laughs> what does raising kids to be wise look like? How, how did you do that? Because at least one of them at least grew up with wisdom. No. Well, the one who chose to marry me. <laughs> Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction drives it far from him. And you're left with a wise child if you start at an early age. Yeah. By the way, friends, Magnum P.I., for those of you that don't know, Tom Selleck, he had a mustache. Did you even know that, right? Yes, and he was the epitome of what a good mustache looks like on a manly man. He really he was like that. The, he was a poster boy for manliness. Yeah, really yeah, absolutely. And, uh, so why are you growing your beard back, Just right? to, um, <laughs> <laughs> the mustache didn't work. Yes. Tom Selleck. It has to work. Tom Selleck wants his mustache back. He yeah. yeah, you know, Hang this on. is a good quote. Huh? A mustache or a question? <laughs> I must ask you a question. That's good, right? That was a good one, Burt Reynolds. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? Seriously, it's always those two. Tom Selleck and Burt Reynolds, Reynolds. The famous mustaches. Oswald Sanders, if knowledge is the accumulation of facts, intelligence, the development of reason, wisdom is heavenly discernment. It is insight into the heart of things. Wisdom involves knowing God and the subtleties of the human heart. Ooh, the subtleties of the human heart. More than knowledge, it is the right application of knowledge in moral and spiritual matters in handling dilemmas and negotiating complex relationships. Wow. Yeah, it makes me want to just feed on wisdom. Yeah. You know? What do you think about that, Doc Holiday? <laughs> Sonny Bono. <laughs> All right. I'm going to close this out with, with one final <clears throat> last, this is from, The last day she'll come more. This is from Simon Kistmaker. He kissed a lot. No, you're <laughs> kidding. Is that his name, really? Kissed, 
kiss kiss maker. maker? Yeah. Did they run short of names when yeah, that baby was born? They did. Every time someone comes to God with a request, he opens his treasury and freely distributes wisdom. Just as the sun continues to give light, so God keeps on giving wisdom. We cannot imagine a sun that fails to give light, much less can we think of God failing to give wisdom. God's gift is free, without interest, and without the request to pay it back. Whoa, that's great. I'd like to share a quote from Ronald, smack me on the face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've talked about the God be here. That's Mr. right. God yes. be here when you wanted to get that building. Strange in Strange names. Yeah, so friends, there you go. And speaking of wisdom, Ray wrote a book called Think on These Things, and it's a devotional through the book of Proverbs, right, Ray? Yes. 365 entries? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I just read the book. <laughs> Ray's mustache wrote the book, I think. But you want to check it out, friends, because... Look, never mock a mustache. It's a, it's a broom that sweeps away bad food. <laughs> it's a flavor saver. That's what it is. So, friends, check it out at livingwaters.com. Think on these things. Seriously, it, it will deepen you in wisdom. It's like one page for each devotion with a proverb or a verse from the Proverbs in it. And check out livingwaters.com. We have a bunch of resources there for you. And please make sure to subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it and rate it and tell insomniacs about comment. it. Comment. Yeah, tell insomniacs about it. It'll cure it. Thank you, friends, for joining us. We'll see you next time here on the Living Waters podcast. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I have no idea where that ridiculous saying came from, but friends, we do have winners. Winners for the podcast giveaway. That is the Living Waters podcast. We have Angela from Yucca Valley, California. Yvonne from Crestline, California. Brooke from Clayton, North Carolina. Andrea from Anderson, Indiana. Elias from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Becca from Lincoln University, Pennsylvania. Lowell from Yakima, Washington. Don from Charleston, Illinois. John from Ford, Australia. Good on you, Mike. And Dave from Will and Lane, United Kingdom. Congrats.